This episode contains topics including depression, anxiety, and suicide, along with other conversations regarding mental health. If you think these topics might trigger you, we recommend clicking off and listening to another one of our episodes. Enjoy! Hey guys, welcome back to Do Daisy Girls. Today we're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be sharing our personal experiences, um, uh, any insights that we have on how to handle some things, and just a chill, a very chill session sharing our experiences. Okay, I'm Joshita. I'm Marcia. I'm Nithya. I'm Vanita. And I'm Amea. All right, so we're going to start off this episode by answering some questions because we're currently, as we're recording this episode, live on Instagram and TikTok. So for everyone in our lives, if you have any questions related to mental health, drop them in the chats. So let's just talk about mental health, guys. So like, what what would you say is like the biggest thing that affects your mental health, like nowadays? Okay, um, so I think the main things that really affect, like, our mental health, especially, like, now, today, is just, like, social media, one, and two, is definitely, like, school and, like, that environment. It's, like, a lot different since we're remote, but, like, in, like, normal school, like, your mental health could be affected from things like tests to teachers to the people around you and, like, the environment, because a lot of the time, school is a really toxic environment. Adding on to Arshia, definitely grades and just like school in general, because honestly, I feel like there's so much like competition just surrounding school and then there's just like so much like toxic. I definitely agree. Like, I feel like we say definitely too much. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, school's tough, man. School is so hard. And I think it's something that, you know, obviously it's, it's required by the law. We have to go to school, but it's really about the way that you're you I feel like school or like the government I guess has this kind of cookie cutter thing for a student every student learns a certain way which is not true you know everybody learns in a different way and having to adapt to that kind of cookie cutter kind of learning system is really hard for some people especially if you have ADHD OCD you know ADD I have ADHD so I know a lot of other people do so it's really hard for people to adjust to that. And some people do. Some people are just straight-A students, and that's just how they, how they roll. But, like, for some of us, it's hard, you know? It's just painful. So um, another thing that may affect mental health, it's not really a factor, but, like, the fact that our parents just disregard mental health and act like it's not a thing and pretend that it doesn't exist, that itself affects our mental health even worse. So, yeah. Definitely yeah. that. Yeah, um... Our parents' understanding of mental health definitely contributes to um, our own mental health because I'm pretty sure a lot of brown kids in general have had an experience about them like confronting their parents about a topic that's related to mental health and their parents just like are unable to get why that's problematic for some people like either they won't believe in it at all or they'll say well why can't you just get over it just be happy depression doesn't exist blah 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 and it doesn't even necessarily have to be like you talking to your parents and approaching them about your mental health you could be like hey something happened to my friend and she's been diagnosed with anxiety or depression or blah 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 
and they would be like, oh, like that doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure everyone's had some sort of experience like that. Definitely that. And also, I just think it's like the environment with like school and like social media and our parents, especially brown parents, like specifically, because that's what like I want to like relate to. But it's, I think all of us have different things that we struggle with at school. Like, Amaya um, has ADHD, and I don't know if, like, anyone else, like, particularly, but, like, uh, but, like, I mean, I have a lot of health issues, so, like, the school in itself, just, like, it's so stressful, because sometimes they just expect you, like, just because you're sick and you're at home, you can do schoolwork, but half the time, like, I have a chronic illness, so I can't just be doing, like, work, but the school just, like, you're at home, so you can do work, and it's, like, really hard, because I also have anxiety, so, like, my parents don't like to believe that I have anxiety because it's just like, well, not my parents, they've kind of come around to it, but in the beginning, it's just like they have such a set mindset, especially from being like from a different country where like these issues aren't as prominent, especially in their generation. It's more like a Gen Z kind of thing, I feel like, where a lot of these issues are just like coming out and like parents don't always want to accept it because they've like to them in their age when they were teenagers this like as many like this like things happening weren't in like mental illnesses mainly weren't like a thing so it's really really hard for them to come around to it and I know it took my parents like a while to come around to the fact that I do have anxiety and like chronic illnesses yeah no I definitely agree and like not to be the odd sheep like the odd person out but like my like my parents understood my mental health really quickly which is kind of a surprise because everybody like you know you're very like everybody like we grew up in a time where people were you know they see people especially were sharing their stories on the internet and it was always like my parents weren't accepting my parents didn't do this my parents didn't, didn't do that and for some reason my my standards for my parents were like really low and i expected them to like be like really mean about my mental health but they weren't like my mom I feel like everybody has anxiety to some degree and the anxiety is not just like nervousness that could mean just like a single panic attack that's anxiety and that's valid anxiety and um my mom unfortunately knew what that was like so she was able to help me out but I feel like when parents um they they're in denial of their own mental health sometimes that reflects onto their kids they'll be like I'm not, you know, they'll, they'll ignore the fact that they're having an anxiety attack and be like, you know, no, be strong. Because maybe they had to be strong or maybe they don't like dealing with emotion. Maybe that's just not how they were raised, you know? Some people just don't like dealing with emotion. So that's definitely something that um, that is per parent, if that's the right way to say it. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah, and tying into that, I feel like a lot of the time it's not our parents' fault, right? Like, they were raised in a way to conceal their emotions, and they weren't taught to um, express when they felt like their mental health was low. And as a result, um, they expect us to push it aside and be strong as well, like you just said. But the thing is, it doesn't work like that because we're in a different country. We're trying to fit in to two places we're trying to stay in touch with our culture and assimilate into american culture so it's just not the same for my parents it it didn't take them that like it took them just like my mom more than my dad like sometimes it just like depends parent to parent but it didn't take them that long like it's just like 
I have a psychologist and like when she said it that I do have anxiety attacks and ways to deal with it it's just frustrating because sometimes they just like it's just like a cookie cutter way like especially for like doctors in my life like because I have a lot of doctors in my life they're just like they're, they always think that the cookie cutter way is just like eat each patient will react to something the same way and when they don't they get frustrated and blame it on like puberty anxiety mental illness when they don't like to come to it and it's really frustrating so like for my parents it took a while to come around to the fact that this is there but not as long like they weren't in denial they did accept it which was really great but I also do want to turn it over instead of parents also look at the fact of schools schools don't accommodate to the fact like they don't well accommodate to the kids who have anxiety depression like and like other mental illnesses that I don't know like OCD ADHD I don't know a lot to name, but I do know that like school, the school system is such a cookie cutter system that they don't know how to accommodate to kids that don't fall into the category of normal, which there's no such thing as a normal student, but there's like, to them, their like accommodation systems are so lacking that they, they don't know how to help their students. And when the students like grades are low because of their mental illness, they blame it on the fact that the student isn't trying hard enough, but that kid has things fighting against them that they can't control. So I think that's like another thing that we should definitely bring up with the school system in America. I, I have never heard like such a true statement, thanks. Like I, that is so true. Like, okay, I don't really tell people this, but I guess I have to tell you guys because you're my homies. So I, obviously I have ADD, like I said, but when you have ADD or something like that, a meant like, I don't know if ADD is like correctly described as a mental health because you're not sick in a way. You're just, it's just something you're supposed to deal with, you know? So it's like, I guess you could say like a, uh, how to like disability, like mental disability. I think it falls in the same category as anxiety or depression because it's still your mind giving you something to fight against. Yeah. Like, yeah. So when you have one of those, you have to apply for something called a 504. A 504 is just like you get like a like a, a 504 IEP. IEP is like um, it's like a personalized like uh, like plan, and then 504 it's like that's a cookie cutter way to deal with ADHD students and OCD students. And I feel like um, and I feel like when people they they don't consider ADHD or OCD or um, anxiety or depression, they don't put that as the same level as like cancer. Not, I'm not saying it's as severe as cancer. Can it kill you? At some point it can. You can definitely die from depression. And, you know, um, you can definitely die from depression. They don't treat it as that. And when someone is really struggling and it's not their fault and no one is there to help them because as much as your parents want to help, there's not much they can do. By law, you have to go to the school. And if the school's not there to provide you the proper resources, what the hell are you supposed to do? You're supposed to sit there and, like, decay away? Like, that's so sad. You also can't um, have a 504 plan for anxiety or depression. Usually, the 504 plans are only for diagnosing, so it doesn't go... Usually, kids with anxiety or depression don't have the opportunity to apply for a 504 plan. It's, like, for, like, my 504 plan is health-related, but, like, usually, even if you're diagnosed, you can't um you can apply for one of those things which is really sad because it's just like yes it 
And another thing, teachers don't like to accommodate to 504 plans. They don't give, like, they don't care. They do not care at all. So, like, even, like, though I'm stuck in and out of the hospital for my, like, 504 plan, and they say I am accommodated with extra time, um, um, longer time to submit assignments and things, to them, I'm a normal student. To them, I have more time because I'm in the hospital. So, they literally don't care, which is yeah. so screwed up. Someone said, uh, I recently found your podcast and account and I really love it. We get so excited every time someone DMs us saying that. I know. It's such, like, no, it really just keeps us going. Like, it makes us feel I think we also have to realize that. So, do you guys remember how, like, in school, whenever, like, school starts, like, the beginning months, like, September or August, they'd always give us these surveys, like, these teachers, they'd always give us these surveys, and they'd be like, are you a visual learner? Are you um, an auditory learner? Are you, like, a musically adaptable learner? And they, like, ask us all these things, right? And, like, like, people everyone is different like I'm a visual learner and you might be like an auditory learner so like we have to realize that school does not accommodate that for everyone like not every teacher adapts to what everyone is comfortable with like some people just cannot learn by like hearing or like seeing they have to like musically understand it but like not all teachers do that and like they may be capable of passing the course, but because the type of learning isn't available for them, because the school doesn't, isn't considerate of that, they fail the course and their mental health worsens. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to add on to that as well as what Amaya said earlier about how she felt like anxiety and depression um, aren't treated seriously enough. Um, like she said, it can kill you. It can kill you. There is such thing as anxiety induced heart attacks and depression can worsen over time to the point where as sad as it is it can make you want to take your own life and that's an extremely taboo topic especially in the desi community but i feel like we need to talk about it because if no one talks about it the cycle isn't going to end and schools really need to be more accommodating of people struggling with their mental health. I feel like um, once people's depression gets really, really bad to the point where, um, I mean, like, God forbid this ever happens, but to the point where they start feeling suicidal and express that, or if a suicide happens, then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, oh my God. It's like they only care after it's gone to a certain severity point. Like, you could have prevented that. You could have started caring earlier, but why wait that long? Yeah, I definitely agree. And, like, the point is, it's not just suicide. Depression can stem from different things. I think, a lot, I think you know, people can study so much that they forget to eat and develop an eating disorder. You know, there's so many ways that it can be prevented, but there's so many ways it could stem to you not being here anymore, you know? And I think, um, I think when we, when we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, we really need to take into account about the fact that it's so common. I think not everybody's depressed in the clinical sense, but, um, okay, no one, not everybody's depressed in the clinical sense of like, you go get tested and you either yes or no. I think everybody's sad to some point, 
but I think every single person has is on the um, autism spectrum at some point. Everybody has ADHD to some point where they can't focus. Everybody has anxiety to some point where they can't, you know, you know, they, they're just nervous, you know? And I think the more that we talk about it, not only are we normalizing it, we're letting people stop it at an earlier stage. And the fact that it's so taboo is the reason people aren't, you know, talking about it because they don't even know they have it. They're just sitting there and they're constantly getting panic attacks and they don't know what this feeling is. Like, I remember being like nine years old and I had a panic attack. I had no idea what I was feeling. I was just feeling so scared. And I had no idea it was actually a panic attack. There's a name for it. And here's how you, you know, here's how you prevent it. Or here's how you deal with it. And the more we talk about it, the more we get resources and the less we have these things. So, yeah. I definitely agree with that, like, because I had, like, anxiety attacks, and I didn't know what they were called before that, but I think a huge thing to also look at is social media, and how a lot of the times these disorders are glamorized in the, in, like, and especially, like, on TikTok and stuff, like, the only, like, mental health does, isn't, isn't, like, just anxiety, depression, stuff like that, like, eating disorders and like stuff like that is also very big and the amount of times that I've seen like thin spell, anorexia, bulimia and all these types of eating disorders glamorized all over the internet is crazy to the extent that people don't understand how much that people go to to try and stop themselves from falling into the trap of like these things are basically mental mental health problems or traps that you fall into and you can't get out of them like it's really hard and it's crazy how like they're glamorized on the internet and it's just like I think that's really wrong because it makes like someone that's so small to think like oh I want that but you don't want it because it's very hard to deal with and live with and the other thing is like education on these like issues is limited you don't learn about what these things are like depression anxiety eating disorders like I didn't know what anorexia was or like what anxiety really was until like social media showed me what it actually was and I think like the school system does a very bad job of like showing what these things are like to everyone I don't know if that makes sense but and then other thing was like um people self-diagnosing themselves with depression or anxiety just because like they're, they're relating like oh I was sad that one time too or oh like I get really anxious before tests or whatever like you might actually have anxiety to a certain extent but the self-diagnosing that goes around of people just trying to relate makes me kind of frustrated at the same point because I'm someone who deals with like anxiety attacks on a daily and it's like you can't breathe the entire world is spinning and you feel like you're gonna die but that's not the same thing as feeling anxious before a test yeah um hold on before we go on we have a question um someone asked how did you guys all meet I think we already answered this at the beginning but um in short she this one Joshita she made a group chat and um we all popped out of it okay keep going <laughs> that's the short way to put it it's actually like a pretty long story I have a lot to add on to that um going off of glamorizing eating disorders um I feel like stuff like that's glamorized a lot because when you look at the ideal beauty standard um there's basically 
the ideal body type is either like super duper skinny with fat in like certain places, you know? And that's just like unachievable. That's so unachievable to do. And obviously some people are gifted with that naturally, but those are such unrealistic standards that nobody should be holding themselves up to. And so I think that where all this glamorization comes from is someone will post a video um, talking about their eating disorder or something. And everyone watching it will be like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Like, they still look good. Like, I wish I looked like that. I wish I had an eating disorder, which is not the right thing to say at all because you don't know what that person is going through. You might find their body attractive, but you don't know everything else that's going on behind the screen. You don't know how it affects them mentally. You don't know how it affects them physically. And that's really, really important to understand. Someone said we're so pretty. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Just, can I add on to that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So like, I don't think, I don't know, like, I never got diagnosed with an eating disorder or anything, but I did have a time in my life where, like, my weight was so important to me. I would check it, like, three times a day. I would count my calories on every food. I would feel happy if I skipped a meal and, like, things like that. Like, and, like, all of these stem from the fact that, like, there's, especially, like, in Indian movies, because we watch them a lot, the beauty standard is copy-paste, like, you have to be, like, a little bit pale, not too dark and super super skinny but curvy at the same time it's just this perfect body type and especially for like I don't want to say just like brown kids in general but um like when we don't eat our parents force us to eat and when like when we say why like if an Indian person like a brown kid has like an eating disorder your parents won't believe you they'll just be like just eat but it's not that simple because you have so many pressures going through your head that like oh if I eat a bite like before before like all this happened to me like all my health things it was like if I drink a pumpkin spice latte I'm gonna die because it's so sweet I'm gonna gain five pounds from drinking that one drink but that's not like and my parents didn't understand why that was happening and they didn't like believe that 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 could be something wrong but it's just like they just said oh that's like normal but it's it's really not normal to think that a pumpkin spice latte is going to cause me to gain five pounds but that was just like a whole like it's there's so many pressures that go through your brain that people don't understand when it's glamorized she's so right that it's glamorized like literally I'm hearing all of this and I still like starve myself like I like skipped a meal today and like I'm hearing all of this but like it's all going through one ear and like coming out the other like it's funny because it's so normalized that like even though I'm hearing all these like advice like I'm hearing like Arshia talk about how bad it is I'm talking I'm hearing like Nithya and Amaya like talking about how dangerous it is and how it's a trap but literally it's just going through one year and coming out the other because it's so normalized and I'm so used to it and like no one has like no one has even told me it was wrong because everyone would do it too because it's been glamorized in media so yeah it's just funny. It's really sad how skipping a meal can bring so much pleasure to one person, but, like, it's so wrong at the same time. Just, like, adding that in. Don't don't skip meals. Eat your food. Yeah, yeah, so basically, I think the main takeaway from this is 
do not glamorize disorders. I know you're hungry right now. Go eat that meal. Um, because what that does is that only invalidates the illness and it makes everyone else think that it's not serious when it is and that it'll be really hard for that person to get help. Someone said, um, ah, the pressure of not being too skinny and not too fat is so painful to deal with. There you go. Yeah. That is true. There's a huge around being that kind of perfect. For me, it's just like, okay, you know what's also really wrong? If you skip meals and you starve yourself, you can land yourself in deep GI trouble and end up with a feeding tube for the rest of your life. True that. When you're hungry, you're, um, I'm pretty sure you're, uh, like, like, you're basically, you, you start eating your own intestines and, like, stuff Body, like that, yeah. and you end up, like, burning a hole. Okay. Um, mental health issues also have to do with the eating disorder stuff, so all of that's relevant. Okay, what else could we stem on to? Can we talk about, I want to bring up something. So this has to do with mental health. So yesterday I was watching a documentary, right? And it was called The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's on Netflix, really good. And it was talking about the fact that social media is not just a media. You know what I'm talking about? And this has a lot to do with the way that we perceive ourselves and the way that we perceive other people. Like the way that social media works is Anything you do, anything you say, it tracks you. And it curates your feed and your explore page and all those things to grab your attention. So when, um, when someone is trying to become skinnier or prettier, you know, the feed is curated to show pretty people. And that plays into the fact that... Um, we are we are shown this kind of this one you know I've been saying the word cookie cutter a lot but this one cookie cutter way of being a pretty woman when that's not the only way to be pretty you know yeah and a lot of social media sites like they're not completely oblivious to what's going on like they know um, teenagers' mentalities, and that's why their algorithm is set like that. Like, if you go out and follow a bunch of influencers that are really famous and have the ideal body type of, like, super skinny, um, big chest, big butt, um, those are going to be the suggested accounts, and it's just going to be a constant cycle of you seeing all these glamorized women and you comparing yourself to them and being like, I'm never going to be enough. I'm never going to have that body. I'm never going to have that hair. I'm never going to have that skin, blah, 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 blah. But I also want to say, like, there's so many things added on to that. A lot of pictures are photoshopped and edited, which, it, and if you, like, see some of the before and afters, like, it's crazy. The after pictures don't look anything like the befores. So you shouldn't even be comparing yourself because you don't know what they look like in real life. Yeah, you just shouldn't compare yourself in general. This ties into, like, you need to know your own worth and you need to spend your time on social media wisely and follow accounts that uplift your mental health instead of bringing it down. Um, also, with the uh, to add up to the whole social media thing, um, I was doing a project researching social media and a lot of these mental health, like, issues, like, disorders that a lot of people have. And, um... The one really good thing that I, I know this about Instagram, but I don't know it with any other social media sites, but um, Instagram has actually flagged certain tags like anorexia and suicide and like 
a lot of the times when people like self-harm and all these tags, they flag them. So if you go to those tags and you are reading through Thinspoke pages or whatever, like anorexia pages, like that are pro-Anna, then they actually like it comes up with a thing like that doesn't allow you to go back to those tags for a certain amount of time because they're like they've seen that you've been looking at these things continuously to try and keep you away from those things just so that you don't fall like they don't like it's just like a prevention matter but it's like really good to help people and I think that's a really good thing that social media is like trying to trying to help the best way that they can but then again influencers aren't helping by photoshopping all the pictures yeah no for sure okay so even if influencers do photoshop it like I mean, personally, I don't have a problem with them photoshopping, but if they do photoshop it, then they have to, like, admit to it. Or, like, if someone asks, then they have to, like, say yes or no, because then it's going to create unrealistic standards for everyone. And it's just really important for people to, like, just address the fact that they did it or not. I know it's, like, embarrassing. Like, even if you do it, they might not be, like, like, who would admit that they photoshopped their pictures? That's why they shouldn't do it in the first place. But I mean, no, no one can stop that. But like, even if they do, if someone asks, then they should. I mean, I don't even think anyone can ask. But the general idea is just don't be deceived by pictures. Pictures are not the actual story. Like, you don't even know what's going behind that. Like Nithya was saying, don't just judge other people you may see. Like, so um, going off what Ashio was saying, like, there's a... Okay, so, like, in the documentary, they're talking about how the uh, the concept of the like button, right? The person who made the like button, like, you know, like, the like button. Like, the purpose wasn't to compete or see who got the most likes. The purpose was to, they honestly and, like, truly want to spread, like, love and positivity into the world. That was the, that was the you know, um, the real reason that they made the like button. But obviously things are photoshopped like I know some people who photoshop their photos and they don't want to admit it and it's not like they have a they don't have a platform they don't have a platform but they have but they they show their own friends see it's really about what you do within your own group when um you start photoshopping your photos in your own friend group, everybody kind of gets the message like, oh, she's really pretty. Like, she's really skinny, you know? Like, you know, she's got a big butt. Like, it's cool. Like, she's she has a really nice body. But you're not, you're, you're not helping your friends by photoshopping your photos. I used to photoshop my photos in middle school all the time. And um, that's just not something you should be doing. Because within your own friend group, even if you have like three followers, People you know are following you. People you know are seeing you. And they have a perception that if they don't look like you because you try to look like other people, you Photoshop yourself to look like an influencer, right? So when you start looking at, like that influencer, they also feel the need to look like you. They, need to, they feel the need to look like that influencer, you know? And what, what we do within our own communities is really important and it affects our friends and family. If you want to make the most impact, just be real, be kind, you know? It's not that hard. Yeah, so basically, I think if you're going to take something away from this episode, take away the fact that um, 
you need to watch out for your mental health. And I know that it can get really hard sometimes and it can feel like you're drowning with school, with your parents, with stress and trying to manage all the projects in your life. But I think um, this is going to sound like really stereotypical advice, but honestly, like find the things that you love doing and that's really going to give you like an outlet to express yourself and to explore like this podcast i feel like as soon as we started it like i feel like my mental health got a lot better because it served as like a platform for us to talk about issues that we've been going through while at the same time helping other people and so many people have told us how it's positively impacted them which and then in turn makes us feel really good stuff like that um think reach out to your friends um our dms are always open if you ever need help or you need to talk about something um and yeah do you guys want to add like any of your personal advice for people struggling with their mental yeah, health sure um <laughs> you could say that like this podcast is literally like therapy sessions like it's so fun to talk to you like all of like us like we love talking to each other but also talking to you guys and hoping that our stories will help like change some things maybe if you get your parents to listen to this or your friends to help you open up to more people and like honestly don't be afraid to ask for help like at some point it is really hard and admitting to yourself that you need help sometimes can be really hard but like don't be afraid because trust me it helps a ton and I I mean I just got a psychologist and it like it helps so much to be able to talk to someone that's not just your parents because sometimes your parents just want to say that everything's okay when it's not it's not okay sometimes and you need someone to be able to tell you that yes it's not okay but here's something that we can do to help you fix it so don't be afraid to ask for help if it's a teacher if it's like a like someone else you know like an adult your friends a certain friend a group of friends like it definitely really helps um i think another thing that you have to remember is everyone watching this whether you're a guy or a girl you're so beautiful and you are so worthy of love and you have a purpose in this world as cheesy as it sounds you're here for a reason and maybe you haven't found it yet but i promise i promise you will and remember that you know, I know there's going to be good and bad days. You're always going to have bad days where, like, you're more self-conscious and you find yourself comparing yourself to people a little extra. Remember, you always have something that someone else wants. Please remember that. And not even that. You have something that's different than the other person in this world. So you have, you, you have self-worth. You're yourself and you're your own self. And you are worth something to someone to everyone, to a lot of people. So don't think that you're not worth it because you are and you deserve the world. As cheesy as that sounds, it's true. My phone died, but someone said they were like, this advice hits different coming from other brown girls. Aww. Oh, I love that. Because you only hear a lot of like, I don't want to say like white influencers, but like, yeah, just like white influencers saying these things, but it's never as, it's always like, it's not as relatable when it's people that are your same like culture and who are going through the same things, especially with their parents and stuff like, and school and teachers, like it's, it's, it's a minority group in America as well, maybe not in New Jersey, but in America, definitely. 
and it's really hard to deal with things when you don't have people that are part of the same culture as you and deal with the same problems as you. So um, we're the outlet for that, trying to bring that rel relatability to you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> Joshi. <laughs> yes, guys, you are perfect. You are enough and you are loved. And you have to remember that Joshida always loves you. So if you need anyone to talk to, please hit me up. We could be friends and like we like Netflix party. Yeah. Because that's really funny and I'm really interesting. And not a promo. You are, <laughs> you are perfect. ASMR, ASMR. Okay. Joshi treated that like a self promo. Yeah, bro, stop. Okay, anyways, moving on. Yeah, what they said. You are cool, you are perfect, um, and you don't need anybody else's validation. And you don't need anybody else's validation. You are perfect the way you are, and um, let's be honest. If you weren't worth it, you wouldn't be here. Period. Keep going. Oh, I need to tell you guys something. I need to tell you guys something. Okay. Guys, your there's 300 out of like trillions of people that could have been born out of the trillions of people that could have been born you were chosen for a reason you have a reason to be here you have something to achieve you have a purpose and you're gonna achieve whatever you need to and you are enough don't leave this world i know that there's someone somewhere some someone somewhere in the world that loves you you are Is you crying no i'm laughing because you're so funny. funny. Stop. I okay, mean, I think, because I'm I think, started laughing. <laughs> I think we've, we're done with the cheesy ending. We can edit it in some way. And now mm -hmm. I think we should go all get our work done for the day. Wait, wait, guys, we're not done. Uh, okay, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Thank you guys so so much for listening to this episode of Dear Daisy Girls. We hope you enjoyed it. You can check out our podcast on Spotify at Dear Daisy Girls and be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dear Daisy Girls as well and be sure to DM us your favorite part of this episode. Thank you. Bye. I was Hi there. guys. Thank you for Bye listening. Guys.